that John chapter 1 and verse 3. He says that, oh, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Glory to God. And you know, God wants you prosperous. God wants you to meet all your needs. Uh, there is nothing wrong about a man being prosperous. Amen. No, there are people that are not in this campus simply because they are not prosperous. You know, there are men that are, have not accessed or paid up their bills because they don't have enough finances. Hallelujah. You know, for example, when you're minister, one day you shall need to travel to, say, America to preach the gospel. But you can't go there by foot. You can't walk. Definitely, when you prosper, you buy a ticket, glory to God, you renew your visa, and you make it to America. Hallelujah. You know, uh, when a man uh, grows in prosperity, they can afford any standard of life. And there are people that are not in university simply because they don't have a good financial experience. Amen. Yeah, there are men that have sometimes missed out on their exams simply because they couldn't pay money. Hallelujah. You know, uh, there are people that have dropped out of school simply because they do not have money. Hallelujah. So God wants you prosperous. Tell somebody, God wants you prosperous. Yeah. Amen. You see, when, when the church becomes prosperous, they are able to preach the gospel. Why? Because everything that takes place in church takes place on the account of money. That seat you're sitting on, it was bought using money. Hallelujah. This lectern was bought using money. The projector was bought using money. The reason as to why uh, your church could be lacking so much is because it, there is no enough money. Amen. So God wants you to prosper. That's the first thing you must have in your mind. You know, there are also some families that have broken up simply because of the lack of money. <laughs> Glory to God. Eh? Yeah, even some friendships. There's some of you here, you have your best friends, but you love them because they have money. Only. You know, some if are not your friends because maybe you have not yet grown financially certainly. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So God wants you prosperous. It is the first thing you must understand. But here, uh, Specifically, you know, Papa Jehovah will come and talk about the principle of God and the ways of God and the work and the state of your heart and the principle of faith and all those other things. But I want to talk about the place of giving, the principles of giving. Amen. And I want you to pay attention if you come with the notebook, you can note certain things somewhere. So, I want to talk about the attitudes of giving because there are many financial principles. God has called us to give, you know. Uh, you, 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 you're going to give, you're going to support your ministry, you're going to support your families. But it matters the attitudes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, so, firstly, 
I want to establish it in your mind that when you give, number one, you do not give like a gambler. Hallelujah. Do you know how gambling? You know, person almost when a person gambles, they expect an instant return. Hallelujah. For example, sports betting is a game of gambling. And there is there's a game called the game of kachao. Praise the Lord. When you put 5k, they give you 10,000. And then you be like, I think let me also take the 10k. You get 20. Then when you go back up to 50k, now they take all of it. And then you say, I wish I ended at 20. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, when a man gives with a mindset of a gambler, it is too hard for them to receive a blessing from God. Why? Because this man gives with a mindset that he should have instant returns. Hallelujah. But you know, when you give, it could take a while for God to multiply and replenish that seed you've given or that money you've given. Glory to God. Amen. So, when a man gives with an attitude of a gambler, he gives expecting instant return. And for example, I was sharing with her, I was like, I can come and give a testament and I'm like, brothers and sisters, today I gave 10,000 shillings. In the evening, somebody came and blessed me with 200,000. And that's my testimony. When somebody hears it, they also do the same thing. They want to give 10,000 and receive 200k in the same interval of time. Now, that's a man that gives with a mindset of a gambler. Hallelujah. When you give in the presence of God, when you give to anyone expecting a blessing, you don't give with an attitude of a gambler. You are supposed to give with a mindset of a farmer. Do you know how farmers give? You know, when a farmer plants seed, he expects after a particular amount of time to receive returns. They don't come instantly. Amen. So, you don't give us a gambler. Hallelujah. So, secondly, uh, when, when you give, you give us unto God. Let's get to Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. Second Corinthians 8, 5. Second Corinthians 8, 5. So, he says that for, and this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. So when a man learns to give, you ought to give as unto God. Hallelujah. So when, when, when you go to give into your church, you don't need to give as somebody giving to your pastor. Why? Because you are going to find when you help the poor, you don't give as a man giving to the poor, you ought to give as a man giving unto God. Amen. That's why it's an impropriety. You know what? How come I give and give and give? But your shoes may be the pastor is eating their money. Why? Because they give as unto a man. Now that's a wrong attitude. When you purpose to give, you must give as unto God. Glory to God. Now these are the attitudes that define the blessing that accompanies your giving. Even when you bless your family, you give as unto God. That's why the scripture says that for you reap what you sow. You don't reap where you sow. For example, I can eat it as and I buy, for example, a bottle of soda. Amen. But the attitude of a worldly man tells him that in return, 
did us is gonna also buy me a bottle of soda. Now that's a wrong attitude. I don't reap where I saw. I reap what I saw. Hallelujah. That's why you see, you can give somebody anything, and then when they don't give back to you, you begin to get annoyed and to be like, you know what? When I used to have money, I could give revelations, some breakfast. But he has never bought me, she has never bought me anything. Why? Because you don't understand that you don't treat where you sow. You reap what you sow. You know? So I can bless her and I reap from America. That's an attitude of the spirit. You reap what you sow, not where you sow. So you could be under a friend of yours who been helping, helping, helping. When he gets money, he doesn't think about you. He forgets all your labors. No, you reap what you sow. That's another attitude. If you don't carry that attitude, you're going to stop giving to men and helping them out. Amen. Yeah, so when we continue, uh, uh, let's, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7. Second Corinthians 9 verse 7. Corinthians 9 7. Learn about the attitudes first. The attitude behind your giving. Now listen, he says that for every man, let's start from verse 6, the Bible says that for uh, but this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Now I told you to carry an attitude of a farmer, why? Because you can't sow uh, one kilogram of beans. And expect to have the same harvest as a man that sold, for example, 10 kilograms. It's not possible. Under the same conditions, circumstances, times, and seasons. So, God has given you a liberty out of which to give. You don't give out of compulsion. Amen. You know, in the Old Testament, the scriptures say that for no man should come to the house of God empty-handed. So it was a must. But in the New Testament, it is a liberty. But out of that liberty, you can't expect to reap beyond what you gave. There is a proportion. Jesus said that from this, the same measure of which you measure, it shall be measured back to you. Amen. So if you plant one kilogram of uh, beans, and I plant five kilograms of beans, I'll have a higher harvest. Amen. So he says that for those that sow sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now verse 7, he says, every man according as he purposes in his heart. So you learn to purpose in your heart. Why? You see, when, when, before you make up your mind to give, you must think about the blessing of God. For example, if you're coming to church, you all sit down and estimate to what extent has God blessed you. And then you purpose in your heart to give a certain amount. Amen. Your purpose in your heart to give somebody a dress, the reason as to why. So God says that for your purpose, you evaluate the abundance you have. Glory to God. So when you don't understand these attitudes, you, you, you may keep complaining and you think they are robbing you of your money. But the Bible says that for you must have a purpose in your heart. When you give out of purpose, you can't complain. Glory to God. Amen. So he says that as purpose is in his heart, and next he says that for. Huh? So let him give not grudgingly, not complaining. Amen. So it is wrong to even buy for your neighbor breakfast and you're like, how come this guy every day he comes to me? 
that you've given to them, you don't give grudgingly, you don't give grumbling, you don't give complaining. Hallelujah. When you give, you give out of the liberty of the spirit. You give out of freedom, not grudgingly. It's better not to give. You see that? Eh? So, next he says that for not even of necessity. Hallelujah. For example, you've come to church and they be like, okay, or you're going to a party and they are passing budgets and then you feel your root of your liberty to give. But you think necessity is laid upon you to do it. The Bible says we don't give out of necessity. Hallelujah. That's why you know uh, something can be anywhere. For example, in a wedding meeting and they are pledging and this guy says, okay, you're putting on a suit. Amen. And when you look so smart and they think, man, you've come with all the money. And then because of that, necessity is laid upon you. Amen. Because you're going to feel shy not to give. The Bible says we don't give out of necessity. That's why some men complain. The Bible says that for God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. So, and, and look at what he says next here. Let's go to Corinthians 8, verse 12. Corinthians 8, 12. 8, verse 12. Second Corinthians 8, 12. The Bible says that for if, for if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man has, and not according to that which he has not. You see this? Eh? So, ultimately, God himself looks at what you possess. Beyond what you give, his interest is in what you possess. Amen. You've read of uh, the poor woman in the book of uh, Mark, chapter 12, from verse 41 to 44, who gave a might. And the Bible says that for the rest gave out of their abundance. Hallelujah. But this woman gave just out of her willingness. So when God looks at when God looked at the two, he saw that you know what? This little woman, much as she had given little, her heart was pure compared to what he possessed. She possessed. And these other men just gave out of their balance. For example, you went and bought a Rolex and the balance is you offered her. That's wrong. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. He says, you give as your purpose. You don't give balances. You must sit and evaluate. Amen. That's why you see this little lady here, assuredly I said to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those that have given into the treasury. Imagine, guys are giving one million, one million, and this day comes with 500 shillings. Hallelujah. And Christ is saying, he that has given 500 shillings has given more than this. Why? Because it is in the heart. Hallelujah. And the things you possess. Praise God. Amen. So the state of your heart also matters. Glory to God. Eh? Yeah, I hope we are learning something here. Yeah, when we get to uh, the book of uh, Matthew chapter 6 from verse 1. Matthew 6, 1. Why say something small there? Matthew 6, verse 1. Yeah. Yeah, he says that for take heed uh, that you do not your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father which is in heaven. So the arms is not about the giving ministry. So you don't give to get commendation from a man. You don't give to please a man. He says that when you have your reward already. Hallelujah. But when you give, you give with the purpose of pleasing God. 
Amen. And you see, when you don't, you don't use giving to manipulate somebody, for example, you know, you have money, and you be like, if I buy this guy lunch of 3,000 shillings, and in the evening I come with my team, it will go through because I've given unto him. Amen. Yeah. You know, even ladies can testify. They give by giving you gifts, 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 gifts. And then in the, in the end, you don't have an option, but accept. Amen. But you don't give with the intention of manipulating. You give us unto God. You make research. Any man that they want to enter into anything, they either buy them food or they give them anything. Why? Because they know it is a transaction. Hallelujah. So when you give, you don't, you, 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 when you give with honor to pleasing a man, it's hypocrisy. That's why men don't have a reward. The Bible says when you give, you give as unto God. That's when you have your reward. These are the attitudes first. Hallelujah. When you understand this, you become perfect in the glory of God. Amen. Yeah, so let's, let's continue here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 to 12. Learn about uh, the place of giving. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10 to 12. Yeah. Look at what he says. He says that for now he that ministers seed, uh, it's, uh, it's 1 Corinthians 9, 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 10. Verse 10, sorry. So he says that who? Oh, who said it all together for our sakes, for our sakes? No doubt it is written that he that dwells should dwell in hope, and that he that threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. Verse 11. If we have sown and do spiritual things, it is a great thing if we reap your kind of things. Why? Because. Giving also is a transaction. Hallelujah. You know, when, when, when a man sows spiritual things unto you, you can respond back with material things. When a man gives material things unto you, you respond back with spiritual things. That's why you see, when you give a man anything, they can bless you. Why? Because it is also a transaction. Hallelujah. That's why uh, uh, Simon the sorcerer understood this principle in the book of Acts. Chapter Acts chapter 18 from verse 9 from yeah, Acts, Acts, Acts chapter 8 verse 18. Now Simon the Sorcerer Bible says that for he offered money to receive a gift, but his heart was not pure. Why? Because beyond what you give it matters, the state of your heart. Amen. Why do I need it? What is in my heart at that time? It matters the state of a man's heart. So, it wasn't bad for Simon the sorcerer to give money to the ministers. But look at what Peter said. And when Simon, Sosara, uh, Simon saw that through the laying one of the hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Now, that was the right principle. Why? Because it is a transaction. The next verse, he says, And when Simon saw that through the laying one of the that's another version, okay? Okay, let's continue. Give me also this part that whatsoever I get my hands upon you, may receive the Holy Ghost. Then Peter was like, Time money perish with you because you have thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Uh huh. Verse, verse, verse. The next verse is, What does this say next? I says, Ah, no. Verse, verse 20. Yeah, but Peter said unto him, Time money perish unto the next line. 21. Uh, 21. 
And you have neither part nor no, no lot in this matter, for your heart is not right. Hallelujah. So even when you give unto a person, your heart must be right. The intention of your heart. Amen. So you don't use money to manipulate anybody. Your heart's intention. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So those are some of the uh, simple actions of uh, giving. Amen. Yeah. Now, when we continue to, uh, and then it's also uh, multiplies the grace of God upon somebody's life. For example, in Acts chapter 4, verse 32. Acts 4.32. Hope we are learning something here. Yeah, Acts 4.32. Yeah. Look at the scripture. The Bible says, And the merchant of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. Now, when we talk about the grace, there is something called the manifold grace of God. Now, there is the grace of God that is multiplied and changed because of faith. Amen. Now, Peter spoke of a particular grace that comes because of knowledge. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. The manifold grace of God. Amen. Now, here he's talking about the grace that was upon them because they gave. Only that. Praise the Lord. Amen. So he speaks of the abundant grace that abounds unto a man because they give. Hallelujah. And we get back to Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter uh, chapter what? No, not Second Corinthians this day. Second Corinthians chapter nine still. Yeah. Second Corinthians nine. Corinthians nine. Wow. Second Corinthians nine. Yeah, listen to what it says. He says, every nine seven, every man according as the purpose of his heart, so let him give not gradually of necessity for God love a cheerful giver. Verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. I sing this. I've talked about the manifold grace of God. Now, this is a, a grace that is provoked because a man abounds in giving. That's the grace that Cornelius provoked. Hallelujah. So when we give, it's beyond just an obligation. It causes a multiplication of grace upon somebody. That's why uh, Paul the Apostle Corinthians 8 name was like for you know the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, how he was rich, but he became poor. So through that grace, he made you uh, rich. So when you give, you give out of the abundance of the riches of grace God has bestowed upon your life. Amen. You give with an attitude that God has given you all things. And because of that, remember the grace of God grows, it multiplies. He says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you who is having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Which every good work? Your wedding has come. Money comes. Hallelujah. You know, it's, it's time for going back to school. Money comes, every good work. You know, it, you, you've gone out of campus, like you've gone out of campus. You, you, you must buy a car. That those are the good works he's talking about. You know, that grace causes you to have access to your houses. You abound in every good work. Your ministry is going to preach the gospel. You abound in a good work you give. Hallelujah. So here again, he speaks of, uh, uh, and let's talk about uh, something to do with uh, something called the fertile ground. There's something called the fertile ground when somebody gives. Amen. Now, what is a fertile ground? 
The fighting ground refers to uh, a place that is uh, of purpose. Hallelujah. Because when if you wanted to give, you are not permitted to give everywhere or to anyone. The purpose of the kingdom of God matters. Hallelujah. For example, if I see a ministry or a minister laboring for the sake of the gospel, I can give to that person it's a fertile ground. Do you understand this? Yeah. But if I realize that actually this ministry doesn't participate in the, in the preaching of the gospel, they don't participate in the building of the kingdom of God, it's a dead ground. That's why the people will be like, you know what? I don't come up giving to church, but I become poor every day. It's either because of their heart or the state of the ground. Because when you plant seed in a fertile ground, it germinates always. It brings forth fruit. Amen. So there is something called the state of the heart or the state of a ministry. Then deeper than that, uh, you can also tell what we call a fertile ground through the results you experience. Uh, for example, in First Kings chapter 17, from verse 7 to 6, the Bible speaks of Elisha and the widow of Zarephath. This widow had her last meal and she gave to Elisha. And the Bible says she never lacked. Hallelujah. So if I can tell that every day I give to this particular church or ministry, I receive an abundance and an increase. It is a mark of a fighting ground. Hallelujah. So you can also base on your results. When you support the poor and the widows, it's a vital ground. Why? Because the end of your vision is to help them prosper. So this is determined by your heart and the place where you give always. Hallelujah. That's what we call a vital ground. Even now, for example, in the book of Second Kings 2, chapter 4, from verse 8 to 37, the Bible speaks of Elijah and the Shunammite woman. This a lady uh, welcomed Elijah in her house and she gave her the best room, the best uh, the, 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 uh, the best bed, everything was classic. And the Bible says she was barren and she got a child. That was the fertile ground. Hallelujah. So you examine the results you got from that ministry. You examine the results you receive every time you give to that fellowship. Amen. For example, uh, when, when your church organizes, for example, missions, crusades, conferences, mission weeks, that's a battle ground, right? Because the end of it is to expand the kingdom of God. Because I for complain, they'll be like, you know what? I think the man of God is getting my money. No. But you must understand that actually, uh, uh, the purpose, his serving, defends the ground. Hallelujah. Why? Because some men are self seeking. So if a man is self-seeking, he can't be a father of God because their hearts are not right in the sight of God. Amen. So let's 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 examine now uh, some few places here. Yeah, some some principles. Number one, are you noting certain things here? Yeah. Uh, giving unto the poor. Proverbs chapter nineteen, Proverbs seventeen. That's where we are. Proverbs nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Talking about the principles of profession. Yeah, the Bible says that for he that has pity upon the poor lends unto the Lord, and that which he has given unto him, the Lord shall pay. Listen, it is not the poor that pays, it's God that pays. 
<laughs> you know, me, me, I always told my friends, in my life I don't have anyone, I'm like, Kade, one day I bought for that guy something, but it's what he has returned back to me. That's wrong. He says, when you share with somebody, the Lord shall repair, not him. Glory to God. So, you give the Lord unto the Lord, it is on the Lord's account to give back to you, not on that person's account. Hallelujah. You know, because many people complain and be like, you know what, but I've heard so and so. But he has forgotten me. He says, the Lord repays. Amen. So when you give things like, you know, maybe say clothes, shirts, food to the hungry, clothes, the naked, you support the widows and the orphans, the Bible says the Lord repays. Amen. They that don't have what to eat. The Bible says, he that fills the power is lending. You give a loan to God, not the person. Our first principle, you give a son to God. When you give a son to God, the Lord repays you. So if you hear and there is somebody in the heaven for so long and when they got money, they forgot you. Remember, you were giving a son to God. And the Bible says, the Lord shall what? Repay you. Amen. Now, secondly, we have something to do with our, our family. Hallelujah. Family, when you give to your family, you provoke the blessing of God upon your life. Hallelujah. For example, in the book of Matthew chapter 15, verse 5, let me show you something here. Matthew 15, 5. Yeah. Matthew 15, 5. Matthew 15, 5. He says, But he said, Whatsoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift, but by whatsoever you may it be profited by me. Next verse. Uh, the Bible says, next verse 6, he says, And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be, he shall be right free. Thus have you made the commandment of God an effect by your tradition. Now, Mama Kati was sharing something and she was like, she blesses her family. Remember, there was a time I got money and I wanted to bless the ministry. And the Spirit of God told me, send that to your mom. Amen. Only for example, right now it has been close to two months and she has not sent any money to me. But I need all my simple, simple things. Because there is a blessing that comes by you supporting your family, you know, your wife, your husband. Amen? Yeah, you know, you, you grow up and you have more money than your husband. You support them. Your children, it's a blessing. Amen? Why? Because you support your family, even when my sister uh, used to join at campus. You know, the Spirit of God could tell me, to, to, to sponsor some of her bills. Hallelujah. And I would wonder why. Yet she has uncles she can call. But just by you being a blessing to your family, it provokes a blessing upon you. In First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, he says that for if any man can never provide for their family, they are worse than an unbeliever. Amen. So you go beyond that place of saying, I think, I'm a woman, I'm a man. So long as it's your family, you ought to give a blessing. Praise the Lord. So there are many Christians that are in church, but their families are struggling. Many people are in Kampala, but their families the villages are struggling. But can you understand the mind of God to love to bless your family? Amen. It provokes a blessing upon your life. Hallelujah. Yeah, so when you grow up, you bless your families. The glory of God. Now the third, have you understood that principle? Yeah, the third, there is a principle of our first fruit. That's where we are. Uh, Romans chapter 11 and verse 16. How many have heard of that word called first fruits? 
Romans 11, 16. Yeah, I want to share some things with you here. Romans 11, 16. So you bless your family. You know, when I was staying for Christmas, I, I blessed everyone at all. Some of them I bought them clothes, others I bought them uh, beddings, because that provokes a blessing. Amen. Yeah, you must always not to bless your family. The glory of God. Yeah, he says, For if the first fruit be holy, the lamp also is holy. Hallelujah. So there is something called the first fruit principle. Your very first increases of your profits. Now, here he speaks of the holiness of the first fruit, and the Bible says that makes the whole lamp to be holy. Now, for example, when you start to work, some of those businesses are built on wicked foundations. People's heads have been slain, people have been killed, blood has been shed. But you're working in that company, in that building, you're employed there. And you see all the, the, all the profits they are getting, people have their blood shed on them. You know, people have what worked. Now, when you give something called a fast fruit, it makes every other increase from that company holy and sanctified. Do you understand this? Amen. So it's a principle of purification. That's why he calls it the first fruit. You see, uh, in Corinthians chapter, in Corinthians chapter, yeah, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, the Bible calls Jesus the first fruit of resurrection. Why? Because when you become born again, you become a brother to Christ. So because he is the first fruit, automatically all of us that follow have been made holy and righteous. Hallelujah. So the principle of first fruit is a principle of purification and sanctification. Purifies your business or your profits. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, so we're talking about some of these principles. Now we have another principle called uh, uh, the principle of uh, uh, offertory. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know, when you, when you have an understanding of these things, you can do them with liberty. Uh, let's turn to uh, the book of uh, Malachi. It's the book of Malachi. Malachi. Malachi, Malachi, Malachi. Yeah. Yeah. It's Malachi chapter 3. Chapter 3. Sorry. It's Malachi chapter 3. Yeah, chapter 3 from verse hmm, from verse uh, yeah Malachi chapter 3 from verse 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 8 now you see what, where does a man give their offertory you give your offertory to a place where you are being fed for example when you go to America and you attend a church in Texas and they minister the word of God to you you pay back with an offertory hallelujah for example, you come to church, you come to the fellowship, it encourages you, you offer here. Hallelujah. So, that money, they use it for facilitating the church. Seats, amen, machines, things like water bills, electricity bills. That's what your offer does. Hallelujah. So it's wrong to assume that maybe uh, somebody is consuming it. No, the attitude. Glory to God. So it plays a lot of things. It covers the bills of the church. The church uses it. So when a person gives and the Bible says, well, let him give as a purpose in his heart. So that means that you see, even before you come to church, you've sat and you've made up your mind and you're like, you know what, today, as I go for church, my offer is 10,000 shillings. 
based on how God has blessed me. Hallelujah. So maybe the bag is moving and you're like, man, how old is when I don't give? Don't give out of necessity. He says, let every man give as a purposes in his heart. The blessing is in the purpose. For God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. So it's 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 upon you to examine. You know, I'm going to a church, maybe say, for example, life church. I'm going to a church, for example, say Omega. You know, and I purpose in to be like, you know, based on the blessing I've received here, I can give this amount of money. Hallelujah. That's what we call a person's offertory. So in Malachi chapter 3 and verse verse uh, verse uh, Verse, verse 10, he says, I will bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. What does God call meat? The things necessary for the sustaining of his ministry and church. For example, the preaching of the gospel. Amen. So, uh, one person shared and he was like, when God gives you money, it belongs to him. You're just a steward, you are a keeper. So anything asks for it, you are supposed to release it. Amen. You're just a keeper of that money. That's why the Spirit of God can tell you, get that money and give it so and so. And you don't have a choice right? because you are a keeper. Hallelujah. You know, uh, there are always brothers and sisters in church that God blesses heavily and the church relies on them for everything. And later on, pride springs up and they be like, I think now the church is already depending on me. But you must understand that actually God is only using you as a channel. Amen. To meet the needs of the ministry. When you don't fulfill those needs and desires, the Lord can raise up another man. Hallelujah. You know, so there is a blessing God can give unto you for the sake of ministry. Hallelujah. So it comes to your offertory. When you go for church and you feel you have the money, as you are blessed by a ministry, you give in there. Glory to God. Yeah, so when we continue. Let's go to something called the principle of the tithe. We're talking about principles of bank provision. Amen. Yeah, let's go to the tithe here briefly. Yeah, I'm about to finish up to the glory of God. Yeah, let's get to the book of Genesis. The very first thing it was mentioned. Yeah, the very first time it was mentioned. Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. Some of, you, some of you, 20 years from now, you're going to remember these things. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, you know, I was taught tithes and offered in my senior three. Amen. And since then, it has been a glorious life. You know, I always tell guys that, you know, I had three scholarships in joining campus. Balance You know, praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And there's also a time I, you know, even when time for school was coming near, money just opened up. You see, so they had learned some of these things. They're better for you. Amen. So imagine somebody that is going to learn these things at the age of 30. He has chosen discipleship. You understand? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You see, there, there, there is a man of God called Kenneth Copeland. His children began to give at the age of six. God solicited money for the purchase of church vans. And the kids come and they're like, you know what, Dad? Here is my contribution. How much more my kids at the age of four? I will teach them. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You must teach. The Bible says, teach these things to your children. You know, sit that man of God down and teach him these things. Teach that woman of God these things. So when I came to church in my senior three, 
of course, there are some results, some of those financial frustrations. And my young brother was in seven primary schools, eh? and what was the tuition? 100k, 150. Amen. That's somebody's pocket money for a week. But it was a struggle, anyway. Because you see, uh, I think people don't have passed on. He used to have a car, and they came and scrapped it. Somebody took it, took it as scrap. Somebody took over his farm. So he used to take milk from his farm, and the milk stopped. Praise the Amen. So our food was always in the restaurants. We began to drop lunch. Hallelujah. And then they used to, drink, to take us to school, being driven. We began to walk in the pioneers to school. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so after all that, you realize, I remember there was a day my little sister refused to come back from school because she wanted to get in a car, like her friends. Then she was in P3 or P4. <laughs> and until late in the evening, they got the car and put her in there. Praise the Lord, amen. Yeah, so <laughs> these things have always happened. Hallelujah. So when, when I go to church, I just been teaching about this place because I'm like, ah, but I'm struggling, you know, struggling, struggling. And, and, and then, you know, sometimes uh, I remember that time because, because, because I became also and took this in solar panel, they took it. So when we shifted to town, there was a house that was incomplete, he left behind. No electricity, nothing, and therefore. We had to use paraffin and lamps. Like for close to three years, from senior one to senior four. Praise the Lord. So after something, you have to go to the petrol station, you buy some paraffin, you put in the lamp, you light it, and you read on there. Then in senior four, uh, one guy brought back one of the solars. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So when he brought it back, it will dim at 10 p.m. Then at 10 p.m. it dims. You can't see anything. Hallelujah. And then you have to wait for it to charge. If it doesn't charge, you're in trouble that day. Praise the Lord. Eh? Then later on, we work and work and work. And then in my form six, they now uh, purchase this electricity for men. You see this? Eh? But how, how does this thing come about? There are principles you must understand sometimes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Eh? So, so when those guys came and dropped us, they took everything, televisions and all those things. So I, I think the next time I began watching television was in my senior six, and it was boring. Because eh? <laughs> imagine 10 years, eh? you know, you watch, just watch soccer. That's, that's why even up to now, when I'm at home, I just watch soccer. It's boring, you can't watch a movie for two hours, so what are those? Amen. So in all those things, there are principles that you are taught. And when these principles are opened to you, you begin to know them and you practice and exercise some of these things. That's why I'm like, some of you at 40 years, you're going to remember some of these classes. You be like, it was when I was in campus. Hallelujah, glory to God. So, there are all those Christmas faith during the lockdown. My young brother used to go and work, and he would come back with sugar. <laughs> but this guy was a senior, for he even bought a phone for himself. It was, I think, a common. Oh, I come on, why did he fix? I don't recall. He didn't put pressure on the mother to buy for him what? a phone. But these are Christmas, principles of work. You see, I think the man of God will take some of those things. Amen. And all of us had to work. You know, for some days, some of us would go walk to the garden. It was, I think, five kilometers away. And then uh, decided that my sister would stay home baking pancakes some of the days. Praise the Lord. And did you raise some of that what? Money for your best needs at home. Glory to God. These are principles of divine provision, the priest for work. Now, here is introducing a new priest for God, the priest for what? Tithe, Genesis chapter 14, verse 18 to 20. 
18 it says that for and Melchizedek king of Salem brought forth bread and wine and he was the priest of the most high God and he blessed him and said blessed be now look at this now some people ask what's a tithe a tithe is a tenth of your personal increase for example you don't take of your tuition your tuition belongs to the campus hallelujah it is for the university it's not yours Otherwise, you don't see your exams. You don't tell you. It's given for the university. It's for the campus. Hallelujah. Listen, you give dates of your money that, that you are at liberty, that no one can ask for an accountability for. You understand? Yeah. For example, even when a man gets a loan, they are never supposed to. Why? Because that loan belongs to somebody, somebody's money. Somebody gave you 200,000 shillings to invest when it comes back, he wants 200,000. But you take of the profits after the investment. You understand this? Eh? So, here, uh, there's some of those principles that you know what? You take of the, 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 what? the liberty of the things you have. The man that has given you free of charge. When I was in senior three, I would give take of my tuition, I would give take of my mother's money, I would give take of the mind that was mine. That no one can ask for it. Amen. So when I used to be in school, I would put it in an envelope, keep it for a full time. And it's always 20k. I said 2k. <laughs> Amen. And if I pass all the canteens, friends are not actually discovering it. I must take it to church in the basket. And then you keep it in there. Hallelujah. So I began to grow, to grow, to grow. I began to use that mobile money stuff. Up to now. You understand? These are principles that every Christian must understand. So you give a take of the money that you are not accountable for, that no one is going to ask for. Are you understanding this? Your personal increase. For example, somebody has gifted you. Somebody has gifted you with money. You know? The money that no one is going to have demand an accountability for. So some students take of their tuition and money. They don't do it. So that's wrong. Amen? Yeah. In some universities, not here. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. About tuition. So he speaks of, and the Bible says, look at this. He says, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Now look at the first time Abraham talks of the day. The Bible talks of the day. He speaks of a place whereby, and blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered thy enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Why did he give him tithes? It is because he blessed him. Hallelujah. So for example, all the faculty fellowships and cells are blessed by the chapel. They are blessing of progress or evidence from the chapel. So they take in here. Hallelujah. You know, I remember when, I, when there was a time I used to grow up and I began getting exposed to glorious ministers. And I'm like, I think I should stop giving my tithes in my church here. I think I should now begin giving them elsewhere. Amen. And I remember the Spirit of God could rebuke and tells me, the source of your blessing is here. Amen. And then I will awaken and change. Hallelujah. So before a man plans to keep their attendance of all things, they must first understand where is this blessing coming from? Because remember, this blessing is upon your finances. Your marriage, you know, your, your relationship, your career, there is a blessing that you walk by. When a man is blessed, 
You can enter anywhere with nothing and you come up with great substance. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. So that's what we call a blessing. A person can bless you. You see that? A person can bless you. Some of those four days when my mom used to back to school, we could just kneel with money for transport and everything was catered for. You kneel and she lays hands on you and you disappear from home with your back as a superstar and you don't lack anything because they blessed you. Amen? So, the blessing, it matters. You don't need materials. You need something called the blessing of God upon your life. So here, he speaks of something to do with what? Uh, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. So, Melchizedek blessed Abraham, and Abraham gave him a tenth of all things. So, when you don't understand the source of your blessing, for example, you could be here and you know, your blessing is in the chapel. You pay your tithes in the chapel. It's not bad. Glory to God. You pay your tithes in the chapel. Why? Because it is the source of that blessing. There's something called a blessing that is birthing all that increase. The Bible says, Abraham, take unto Melchizedek. Let's get to Hebrews chapter 7. Very quick. Our day is far gone. Don't finish up. Are we learning something? Yeah, you know. Some, one day, some, one time somebody told me that they told him he doesn't think he's going to go to hell. That was wrong. Amen. Your salvation doesn't come through tithes. It comes through faith in Christ Jesus. For this Melchizedek, king of Sarah, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him. Listen, Melchizedek blessed who? Abraham. And the Bible says, now, after receiving the blessing, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. Do you understand? Why? Because Abraham paid his majesty because he had blessed him. So when you assess that, you know what, this ministry is blessing. You know, sometimes I could teach about Christmas to some guys and they be like, you know what, what if I give you my tenth? And I tell them, no. Amen. Get to your church. I want the source of your blessing. Praise the Lord, amen. You must understand the source of your blessing. Firstly, it's key. We, we, we are not just trying to teach these things to look for man and survival. We have the blessing of God. Amen. But this is for your personality. The Bible says that for after blessing him, he gave him a tenth. Look at the next verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. Oh, yeah. Verse 6. The Bible says that, but he, but he was descent. Is not counted from them, received dates of Abraham, and blessed him that had the promises. And the Bible says, and without all contradiction, the less is blessed by the greater. And here, men that die receive the dates, but there he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Hallelujah. So Melchizedek had a life Abraham connected to. Why? Because it is this life that gives life to your finances. Career, marriage, glory to God. So he blessed him because he received a life for his sustainability. Hallelujah. Now let's let's get to still uh, Genesis 28 22. I want to finish up very fast. Genesis 28 22. 28 22. Yeah. Genesis, Genesis 28 22. Yeah, listen. He begin from verse, uh, verse, verse 20. And Jacob wrote a verse saying, If God will be with me, 
and I will keep and, and I will keep me in this way that I go and will eat, will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. Now listen. So Jacob is provoking a blessing. And the Bible says, verse 22, and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you shall give me, I will surely give the tenth to you. So why was Jacob giving a tenth this? Because it's why he got his blessing as he was living. Amen? So all the blessing gathered, he remembered that I got my blessing here, and therefore I ought to give my death here. And he knew it. You understand this? So you must understand the source of your blessing beyond just an obligation. If you don't understand that you pray to God, and he reveals unto you. Glory to God. Yeah, let, let's get to, to, to Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Yeah, I just I left him only one, and then we shall be able to disperse. Papa Nyaban will come. Yeah, so Matthew 23, verse 23. Look, some people say that for Christ never talked about tithes. This guy is a man take our money. What are two scrapes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of meat and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier markers of the law? Now, judgment, mercy, and faith, these ought you to have done and not to leave. The other undone, which was undone, the tithes. <laughs> Glory to God. But remember, the weight matters, judgment, mercy, and faith. So Jesus established it. He says that for much as yes, you're doing all those other things, but don't forget mercy, judgment, and faith. Hallelujah. As you pay your tithes. Let me show you a simple mystery in the book of Luke 17 12 to 19. Yeah, 17, 12 to 19. Look, 17, 12 to 19. Yeah. Are we learning something here? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. He says, and as he entered into a certain village, they are meeting 10, listen, eh? 10 men. How many? 10. Ten. The Bible says that for, that were lepers which is told the father of, let's continue. The Bible says that for, um, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, have mercy on us, let's continue. Verse 14, and when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Hearing me, they were healed. Let's continue. And none, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned, listen, how many people turned back? The Bible says one out of the how many? Ten. And the Bible says he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Verse 16. And fell down on his face, and his feet giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Verse 17. The Bible says, And Jesus answered and said, Where, where were they not ten cleansed? But where are the other nine? Only well, one man came back. One man came back and said, Tenth. And remember, he came back to Jesus because it's from Jesus that he received the blessing of healing. This was symbolic of a tenth. You understand this? Eh? So, when we need, let's continue. He says, the Bible says that for they are not found that they, they, uh, they are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Verse 19. And he said unto him, Arise, go your way, thy faith has perfected you. Amen. But this one out of the ten went back to the source of the blessing of healing. You tell to the source of your blessing. Understand that, amen. Then lastly, here, Malachi. It's not a few minutes. Malachi chapter 3 still. Oh, glory to God. Yeah, Malachi 3. Hey, man. 
You know, when you learn these things at an early age, your life becomes so simple. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Very simple. Malachi 3, 17. Okay, and they shall give up. No, no, no. Let's 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 go up. Let's go up. Yeah, I think it's uh, where, where, where? It's Malachi chapter three. I think it's verse seven. Yeah, three seven. Uh, yeah, let's go back to verse seven. Did Verse seven, just even from the days of your fathers, verse eight. He says, when a man robbed God, yet you have robbed me. But you say we are in, let's continue. He takes an offering, let's continue. Let's continue. Something small here. Uh, bring you all the dates into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me not here with, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open unto the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. So he's talking about everything in abundance. Glory to God, amen. Yeah, everything. You know, God wants to give you opportunities in abundance. You know, there are scholarships in abundance. Job opportunities in abundance. Everything in abundance. The Bible says a blessing that there is no room to place it anywhere. That's what it provokes. And continues and says, enough to receive it. Let's continue. And the Bible says that for, and I'll repute the devourer for your sake. Remember when Laban was trying to cheat Jacob, the Lord rebuked Laban in the night. Glory to God. Jacob never fought for himself. The Lord rebuked him personally in the night. The Lord can rebuke anything against your family, anything against even your relationship, against your ministry. The Bible says, He shall rebuke for your sake. Hallelujah. Now look at this other place. Let's continue. It says, For your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. You're productive everywhere. You have abundance of revelation. You understand? Eh? Everything. You know, God wants perfection everywhere. If you're a man of God, revelation. You understand? Eh? You know, uh, financially, glory to God. Eh? Yeah. You know, just give some of your neighbors a few years. Eh? You're going to wonder whether they were your classmates. Hallelujah. Because of the abundance of the blessing. He says that for a blessing shall not destroy the fruit of the ground, neither shall your vein cast her fruit before the time in the field. If you rebuke things like miscarriages, as I could be like, you know what? I feel like I want to give birth to something in the spirit. And they felt. He says, He rebukes that devourer. And continues and says, Say the Lord of hosts. The next line. Oh, that's the next. And I'll rebuke. No, the next. Proof. And ah, glory to God. All nations shall call you blessed. We shall not tell them that man I'm rich. They'll just see. Amen. They shall call you blessed. You don't tell them I'm a man of God. They know because of the glory of God upon your life. For you shall be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. So as you walk in the right man, look at the blessed people. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. They shall call you the blessed of the Lord. Why? Because of this principles by faith. You attach faith to each of them. Praise the Lord. Amen. Then there are others, you know, uh, uh, honoring people, uh, supporting your people's weddings, 
about these some of those things amen eh? yeah helping one another praise the lord yeah all those are principles that can provoke your spirit and then the last one is a seed principle yeah now a seed is a redeemer of time glory to god eh? a seed is a redeemer of time yeah this i can just give some of personal testimonies that uh god wanted to tell me to give and it redeems a particular amount of money or resource or time praise the lord yeah for example when i could have a miracles for example a miracle of torture maybe it's 1.7 and remember god told me to give all five thousand it was a seed and it redeemed the amount of time i would spend working to get one million you understand it's a redeemer of time and sometimes many times god tells you personally to pay or to give it to a particular ministry or to a person or to a minister it redeems your time and resources amen it saves glory to god amen yeah so sometimes many times god can speak to man for example god told abraham to offer isaac as a seed and that redeemed abraham's years and he became a father of many nations why because god told him to keep it is a redeemer of time amen yeah it, it, it can redeem your time and seasons that's called the same principle sometimes you can give to a ministry in honor that's why you see god doesn't expect you to be fighting a fellow man of god don't fight pastors when you grow up don't fight fellow minister don't fight fellow people amen you can connect hallelujah you celebrate when you give to them you become a partaker of the grace operating upon their lives. So God doesn't expect you to be in battles. Maybe some of you are just in comfort, fight eh? one another, one another. Hallelujah, that's wrong. Just connect. Buy for revelations a bottle of soda. Look at it, God. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord. We meet with somebody and be like, you're a man of God. You understand? You just connect. Eh? You don't have to fight anybody. That is the transaction. Praise God, amen. Eh? Let's all come, the man of God, to Jordan. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Some of you are wondering, does that guy share also? I do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, all protocol observed. The man of God in the house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we give you praise. We thank you, Spirit of the Living God. Come and speak something concerning the word that you've received today. Father, we thank you, Spirit of the Living God. King of glory, we delight in this Spirit of God. You entrust this wonderful wisdom to even the hand of Jesus Christ. Spirit, we thank you. We glorify your name, Lord. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and believe. Amen. Praise the Lord. It is not as much as, um, it is not um, a good thing to be entrusted with a lot and you do not handle it with respect. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To whom much is given, much is required. That's why um, 
God has given us a blessing to hear these things and to learn these things at an early age. Amen. I was in my form one. And thank God I had learned the principle of tithing and offering. Hallelujah. I remember on every portion of money I got, I had to get a portion and I keep it some. Praise the Lord. So one time we were in Kemu and oh God, we were looking for the last <laughs> for the last cup biscuit that just hid itself somewhere. You know those things. You look for a coin again and again in a suitcase and as we were trying to figure out what to have, I remember my friend saw something in my suitcase. And you can wait a minute. What's this? God has answered our prayers. <laughs> I told the guy, this is time. And he was shocked. Because it was some good amount of money. Praise the Lord. And I remember what he said that, ah, man, you're going to be rich. And I believe God, I am. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so it's very, by the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's important as ministers of God. That's why some of us, God is redeeming our time now. Praise the Lord. Some of us have not got the privilege of our parents sitting us down and telling us, this is, you have to serve. You have to pray. You have to read the word. But thank God, Musumba Timothy is here. Praise the Lord. Your papa is here. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot to talk about. And there's a lot that we've talked about concerning the principles of financial provision. Hallelujah. So I'm going to just make a simple conclusion and mention a few things that we might have um, missed and we continue. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So in, in the understanding of financial provision, First of all, our mind should be open to the reality that God is our source. Tell your neighbor, God is your source. Praise the Lord. Because we, we are walking on the surface of the earth, and it's simple, or not simple, it's very, it's, uh, our judgments are based on what we see, feel, or even commune with. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's very easy to take God out of the bigger picture. But he was there initially, praise the Lord. The Bible says the earth is his footstool. Hallelujah. The earth is his footstool. Hallelujah. It doesn't cost God anything to just change your life in a second, just to provide to you what your heart, what your heart and your mind could ever think of. Hallelujah. Yeah, so... Oh, there's a lot to talk about, but let me talk about this. Uh, you give me Psalms 73. Hallelujah. How many of us have, have looked at the ungodly and envy came in your heart? Hallelujah. They are the ones studying from the best schools. They are the ones dressing up the best. Hallelujah. Somehow you, you would think, man, what's up? Eh? 
like <laughs> the believers you see in your circles, they are the people <laughs> you would not love to introduce to your best friends. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this was the psalmist saying, For I, I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Uh, give me He says, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's not of God to look at uh, a man basing on the outward appearance. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before anything, actually, okay, I'll stick on that. Before, when... Um, the blessing of God is beyond money. Praise the Lord. The, the blessing of God is beyond what you possess physically. Hallelujah. Before life is physical, it is spiritual first. Hallelujah. And when we're talking about spirituality, we are talking about, you know, in, 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 in the realm of the spirit, when God is God in the realm of the spirit. Praise the Lord. So, he is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Hallelujah. If you cannot keep what you have, that means it's never spiritual. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, you find people are blessed. A uh, uh, wicked man is blessed from day one to day two to day three to day four. Trust me, there's one thing that gets them off. What they have can never stand the test of time. Never forget that. That 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 that, that is that is that is based on um, on the truth of God. Hallelujah. If what you have cannot be kept, if it cannot stand the test of time, then it was never of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It was, you were trying to work out your life based on what you could do. Praise the Lord. That's why in, 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 in the order of what parents have to do is to keep, uh, keep inheritance for their children and their children's children. Hallelujah. If what you have cannot sustain your children, the children of your grandchildren, there is a question. Hallelujah. And that's what God gives us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. So we the next point I want to make. Okay, let me let me go back on the first point. Give me Philippians 4 19. Praise the Lord. Are you learning something? Praise the Lord. Philippians 4:19, the Bible says, You give me King James. Yeah, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, there is nothing too hard for God. Okay, there is no need above what God can ever meet in your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. He is willing and is able to supply all our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. 
yeah give me um okay because because of time give me yeah genesis 8:22 hallelujah praise the lord genesis 8:22 the bible says as long as the earth endures seed time and harvest cold heat summer and winter day and night will not cease praise the lord that is a law of the spirit praise the lord you know whether you are a christian or not when you jump off of a balcony you will fall down unless god has divinely intervened or god has come back before you land on the ground <laughs> praise the lord but there as much as there are physical laws in this world there are spiritual laws hallelujah and when you go against them the bible says they will work against you whether you know god or not hallelujah that's why many in the world that sometimes sometimes i was reading a book it's amazing how the devil can take advantage of the knowledge of god sometimes i was reading a book and this book they indicated to us how that uh, they were going to emphasize biblical principles but they do not believe in the coming of Christ and the second birth and and I was disturbed and now I continued I just wanted to know why why did they choose that and they said when you when you apply these principles have been found to give results so they are worth practicing hallelujah praise the lord so even the devil has realized that actually the things of god work that's why when you go in any financial convention or things like that the emphasis will not be on um you know i want to increase my business i want to be this next level of promotion or stuff like that they always tell you that when you serve your community or when you identify a need people who have read self-help books <laughs> when you identify a need that a person has so you go out to help in the need that's how you will profit that's how your finances and um, influence will increase praise the lord jesus hallelujah so there are spiritual principles so now here they are talking about seed time that except a corn of all uh, right it's, it's uh, as long as the earth endures seed time harvest cold heat summer and winter day and night will not cease praise the lord the man of god has talked about the the attitude attitude of a farmer when it comes to the application of biblical principles when it comes to uh, evoking from financial provision in your life hallelujah so here i am i've given um, you we we hear this and maybe some of us have said this that i've paid my offerings my tithe i have attended the chapel i've done this i've done the other but man my finances are just going down what's the problem hallelujah that's the, that, that's what i want to tackle right now hallelujah praise the lord jesus is someone excited yeah so uh, in dealing with um, 
Yeah. In um yes, give me John 12:24. Hallelujah. Jesus told things that were very practical. Hallelujah. And you would be someone would help you to misunderstand it for you to misunderstand it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, he says, I tell you, John 12, 24, I tell you that the truth, unless a can of wheat fall to the ground and dies, it remains only uh, a single seed. Okay. Give me uh, which version? Give me like NIV. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. For if it dies, it produces many seeds. Praise the Lord. So here I am, I've come to chapel, I've believed God, God I want to see this happen in my finances, God I want to see you provide in every area of my life, in uh, every place, what, what. So I get my most valuable seed, hallelujah, in terms of money, put it in an envelope, give it in the house of, in the house of God. Next Galanga, I don't have pocket money, I don't have given my best. And my heart is excited about it. Praise the Lord. And uh, day one, nothing. Day two, nothing. Day three, nothing, man. Mm, a week. Second week. And the third week, trust me, I will be Africa. Papa Timothy, you told me about the principle of sin. But I, <laughs> I don't know where the problem is coming up there. Yeah, so in, 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 there is an attitude, actually, so this is a mentality that we ought to have as believers, praise the Lord, in me offering my seed unto God, hallelujah. Look at yourself as a farmer, praise the Lord. You have brought seed, you till the ground, put your seed, and later, uh, during the times of uh, Jesus, eh? their days. There is not to go make uh, holes or what. They just cast. Eh? That's why in uh, that parable of the sower, the, 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 the farmer was just casting seed. Praise the Lord. So now you have cast your seed upon the fertile ground that Musumbatimoth was telling us. Hallelujah. What do I have to do next? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. So, a seed before it brings any profit, before actually it even germinates, what does it have to do? It has to first die. Praise the Lord. Most of us, our seeds are still alive to us. Hallelujah. That's powerful. Praise the Lord. You still remember how you gave your tithe, your liver on tithe, how you gave, yeah, it could even be tithe. Yet you were not even consistent. You still remember how you gave your tithe to this uh, church for this number of days. Now it's been how many years? Like seven, six. And man, I don't know why these things don't work, this and the other. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you cast your seed before God, it has to die. First in your mind. Hallelujah. And you respect the process. 
And this takes me to the point of faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, Mark 11, 23. Mark 11, 23. Hallelujah. Your seed should not be alive in your heart. It should be. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For assuredly, I say unto you, whosoever shall, uh -huh, for assuredly, I say unto you, whosoever says to this mountain, be ye removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he has said will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. He have come, spoken to God, told him, this is what I want, this thing is moving, oh God, provide to me this, hallelujah. The second thing, or the next step that I have to take, is the step of faith. Believing that God has answered what I've asked him, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, there's a distinction, by the way, in the understanding of faith, people usually... Um, consider faith as being uh, something that provokes, uh, that enables God to work. Okay, in a way, like, if something does not happen, man, did you have faith? You understand? Eh? Yeah, but faith in the first place is a certain man of God was saying something that faith, faith is a choice that you make to believe and walk according to the word of God, irrespective of the circumstances that are happening. Praise the Lord. That's powerful. Hallelujah. If you believed God in the first place hmm, for a financial increase, do not look out to see whether is it happening or not. Hallelujah. Because in the first place, I must have believed that it worked. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor the things of God work. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because you, you know it's 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 there is a frustration that comes with uh, observing lying vanities. Glory to God. Whenever you look at what's not working, trust me, it won't work. Hallelujah. You have all the reasons to point out how things are not working. Praise the Lord. Choose to look at what God has provided. Choose to look at what God has done. Glory to God. The Bible says that the communication of your faith becomes effectual by acknowledging every good thing that is in you, that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Whenever I'm looking out for what's not working, that's what I will see. But, you know, there are people who have uh, some days, eh? you wake up, you look at your, <laughs> you look at your roommate, and your day just goes like that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Like, some, you, like, you switch off, like, ah, this day, <laughs> kaput, <laughs> praise the Lord. And somehow that's when you wake up and you find you want to shower, but this lady, oh, for the guys, of course, this lady is still cleaning the bathrooms. 
only to go to the other bathrooms over the other side, there's no water. And you just today no shower. <laughs> Moving out, it's so hot. You sweat like you looked at the wrong thing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are the pilots of our life. Glory to God. You know, there is a, a there's there's a way you can condition your life for a blessing. Mm. There's when you can position yourself to receive of God. Hallelujah. You, you know, you know, it's amazing. Anyway, let's go back to our principles that uh, because of time. Um, thank you. Yeah. So uh, Hebrews thirteen five. Hebrews thirteen five. Praise the Lord. Uh, and. It's, it's Hebrews 13, 5. It says, let your conduct be without controversy or uh, hypocrisy. Praise the Lord. But be con let your conduct be without controversy. Be content. Give me a KJ. Let your conversation, praise the Lord. And the word conversation means your manner of life, how your life goes. Yeah, let your conversation or let your manner of life be without controversy and be content with such things as you have for he has said I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says no, leave just remain there. Just remain there. Yeah. He has said that let your life be without controversy. Do not deceive yourself. Hallelujah. But be content with such things as you have. Until you are content with the small that you have right now. Trust me, even when you receive the best, you will never be content. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you just enjoy the small money that your parents send you? Or that your parents give you? You know, they give you a 10k and you jeer in your heart. And you're like, what's up with this? Singapore dinner. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Not knowing that you can, you know, everything can be done out of passion and you enjoy. I'm telling you, there are people, you know, there used to be some someone <laughs> anyway, there used to be uh, stories of people who people that stories that people used to make that uh, you know until I make this amount of money, I will not I will not, you know, I will never give up. I will, that's when my life will be, actually, people will say, until I make one million, I have friends, until I make one million dollars, I will never pick up any, any, any funny person's phone call. You know? I will never interact in cheap conversations. <laughs> you know? You find a person, eh? Their systems are tagged into, they have put themselves in a container looking at a goal. But remember, God has already made us rich. Hallelujah. So if I walk, if I walk from the end, that the process will be very simple. Hallelujah. So we have to be content about the things, or with the things that we have. Do you have one shoe? Enjoy it. Do you have one key? Man, go get that Rolex. Hallelujah. Like someone who has, 
about uh, <laughs> someone who has got KFC. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just imagine, there are people who can afford all those big, big, nice things, but they don't enjoy them. Hallelujah. But I can enjoy what God has blessed me with now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, um, there is a, okay, I'll continue because of time. Uh, we have, yeah, so, these ones I'm going to be very fast and conclude. Hallelujah. And these ones are talking basically about money, money management. Praise the Lord. A bit. Glory to God. Yeah, there's a principle. You give me Proverbs. Uh, yeah. Give me Proverbs 23, 23. Proverbs 23, 23. Uh, the Bible says, I'll read from my, because of time, you'll catch up. The Bible says, give me Kejimla. Says buy truth and sell it not, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Glory to God. And um, also Proverbs 24 23. Proverbs 24 3 says, Through wisdom is a house built, built, and by understanding it's established, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Praise the Lord. That's Proverbs 24, 3-4. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you look critically at those principles, you... We have to appreciate the time, that the fact that actually men were inspired with God. Hallelujah. And they wrote the scriptures. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. It is not wrong for you to have, um, I would call it, it's not wrong to make budgets. Hallelujah. It's not wrong to have a financial record. Hallelujah. To keep simple, simple records. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, you know, at times you find out that you can realize that actually in this week, I've received a hundred, but I don't know where the hundred. You, even when they tell you just account for 10K, 10, you can't. All you knew, I don't know, some, okay, someone asked me, I ate, I, you know, praise the Lord. It is of God to take records, hallelujah. You know, we, we are ambassadors of Christ. We represent God, praise the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. So, God expects us to be accountable. If men under the systems of the world can have a clear financial record, like um, this month, not even month, like you can give, put yourself to a test only two weeks. These two weeks I had 20k, I spent 10. Uh, maybe I spent 2k on this, 3 on this, 3 on this. And that's when the principle of Papa that he was talking about, that you prepare in your heart, according to what God has blessed you, to give tithe and offering. Praise the Lord. Some of you find yourselves that the money that you had to invest in a business, all 
in the house of the Lord. Like, God, for me, I'm not going to give you tithe. I'm going to give you a hundred. Praise the Lord. But trust me, uh, there is, they are, they are, they are, go- <laughs> praise the Lord Jesus. Someone was uh, once talking about the principle of seed. But anyway, um, as much as we are um, pushing forward the working of the church, we also have to create an atmosphere or create a provision for God to bless us the more and we come and help out the church again. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. As much as you see all the street kids on the... Like, we have street kids in Uganda. Hallelujah. Don't we have street kids? <laughs> yeah, we have street kids in Uganda. And you say, oh God, I have to. My God, I have to help these people. Here you are, you are studying. You're, maybe you've just left campus. You've got a deal, got maybe some 6 million, 10 million. And you're like, hey, street kids. My God, my God. You look for every street kid. You come as long as I give you something. Like you give out everything off of you. Hmm? And <laughs> okay, trust me. <laughs> after two, after two weeks, you'll be saying, "God, God, Okay, you will have joined them anyway. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah, God blesses us and he increases us and according to the capacity, to the strength that he has given us, that's how much we can profit. That's why we emphasize spiritual growth in the house of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We increase to bless. Increase to bless. The more I increase, that's why my pursuit, now I'm coming to the now the the, 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 the state of my heart. My pursuit in um, ministry, in doing anything in the house of, of the Lord, should be to, um, I would say, it should be from the basis and the eyes of God in this way. It, I should not be the center of God I want to spiritually. Uh, mature, such that, <laughs> and you can use scripture, such that I'm a solution to the whole world. Praise the Lord. But we are increasing such that we might bless others. Hallelujah. Such that we might be a blessing to others. Because if, if it was all about you, eh, trust me, it wouldn't make any sense for God to put you up there just such that you just enjoy. Praise the Lord. So it's you're, you're increasing or you're getting there in order for God to touch many lives around the world. Praise the Lord. Uh, second, uh, wow, because of time, because of time. Okay. Matthew 6, 4. Matthew 6, 4. So we're going to Go first through the scripture and in the next six minutes. Yeah. Matthew 6 4. Yeah. The Bible says that thine arms may be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me just come from there. We were reading that portion. That thine arms may be in secret 
and thy father which sinned in secret, himself shall reward thee openly. Praise the Lord Jesus. God wants to reward us openly, but first he looks at us in the secret. Hallelujah. I don't give just because my neighbor has given. You know? How will they look at me? A full papa. <laughs> seated. When my sheep are... <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, so I love what Papa Alan, and I usually think about it, what he said. He said in prayer, he was talking about prayer, that in prayer, your audience must only be God. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. If there is any other audience before you in any indulgence, in any act of God, Chimanye, you've just missed the you've just missed the reward. Hallelujah. Whenever I'm doing anything of God and um you know, you know, you pray and you you want your neighbors to know that mm. That guy has something on his leg. You might see him quiet, but there's some man. <laughs> you, <laughs> you even change your tongues, praise the Lord. Yeah. You even quote those scriptures eh, that such that anyone that you pray in intercession, eh, anyone that you're praying and you're passing next to man, they just cry. <laughs> your audience must be God. Eh? Yeah, even in any financial provision or in any application of any of these principles. Hallelujah. Yeah, so thank you, Lord. Um, um give me yeah, give me Proverbs fourteen twenty three. Proverbs fourteen twenty three. Uh, the Bible says Okay, let me read my version. But the Bible says, In all labor there is profit, but the talk of lips tendereth only to penury or poverty. Praise the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, In all labor there is profit, but the talk of lips tends only to poverty. Praise the Lord Jesus. God expects us to position our lives. Eh? Okay, anyway, um, you know, one time my dad said, okay, like not my biological dad, but one called my dad, he said, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you are very hungry, okay, you are in someone's place, you are of age, of course, yeah? and of age I mean, <coughs> 15 and above, praise the Lord. And they are not your mother, they are not your father, praise the Lord. Somehow, maybe they are relatives. And they do not. <laughs> okay, this was the expression. He said, if you ever find yourself that you are being housed, I get my place where I'm going to sleep, maybe with my relative or something. Or something. He said that. When you are at that place and you ever find yourself that you're not working, nothing is coming in, do, your, do yourself a favor and um, skip the meals. Trust me, God will open up the windows of heaven. <laughs> somehow you find reason to work, somehow you'll be innovative, 
you will be looking for this opportunity and the other. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we do not only speak these things. Eh? You know, Paul was a tent maker. As much as he was in a place where men had to bless him, he reached a moment and told them, I don't need your... I'm not like telling you all these nice things such that you might bless me and I live on your blessings. Praise the Lord. But he said that I work with my own hands. Christians, we have to work. Praise the Lord. You know... <laughs> but <laughs> it's exciting. You, you find a, a, a believer. You know, I'm believing God for it. Like I'm go you on that way, I'm going to change nations. Like nations. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but when you are given a task of only thirty minutes, you cannot maintain your concentration on it. Hallelujah. Which nation are you going to change? Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have to be we, we, we have to be proved all through. Hallelujah. Because in the first place, when we are working, we are working as unto God. Praise the Lord. Who can, like, you are working unto the Almighty God. Hallelujah. For you, you don't look at your boss, you look at God. Who can be the best uh, salesman in that company more than you? Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So it's of God to work. Hallelujah. Ah, and oh God, there's there's a lot to talk about, but I think let me conclude with this. Um, as um, okay, as believers, we do not um, live on. As believers, as children in the house of the Lord, we do not live on how much we've worked for, you know? I've talked about working, hallelujah. All my focus should not be on let me work and God will provide all that I need. Praise the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. We succeed in this world. We have all the financial dominion. We beat all the systems based on the blessing of God. Praise the Lord. Because it's a grace that God has granted us. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. These principles that we were talking about of giving, of uh, tithe and offering, those things just open up. You know, let's read the scripture. Let's read the scripture. It's... Um, yeah, Second Corinthians. Yeah, Second Corinthians nine, verse seven, starting from seven, starting from seven to eight, amplified. Yeah, that's the last scripture. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, this is God speaking, by the way. Yeah, so the Bible says, Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart. We've talked about that. Hallelujah. Haven't we talked about that? Yes. 
And the Bible says, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves. Now we are going to look at the person that God loves. Hallelujah. No, they are, okay, they are talking about how God loves. Uh, the Bible says, God loves or he takes pleasure in prices above other things. I listen to this. And is unwilling to abandon or to, or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver. Whose heart is in the giving? Praise the Lord. You know, we are all like that. At God, there is no... Um, God does not favor one person uh, above the other. Praise the Lord. But there are things that you do that provoke, actually that activate, hallelujah, the blessing, that activate the abilities of God in your life. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, the Bible say, has said that God cannot do without a cheerful giver. He cannot. Hallelujah. This goes beyond me spending all night uh, looking at these uh, stock markets, mania, how the dollar has gone down, where should I invest? We are talking about the blessing of Abraham. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is, of course, there's a lot to talk about. You give me the other verse, right? And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. You know, some of us think that somehow uh, I'll make it there, somehow, you know, I'll work for this year such that I achieve this. Do you know that there are people who are just looking for where to put their money? Like, in a sentence, you might not believe Yeah, people who are just looking for responsible people that they can invest their money in. You've heard of campaigns of how they want the country to um, increase money, the youth should get money, job seekers, whatsoever, job creators, things like that. People are looking for a man who they can look at and they have, of course, the blessing of God, because that's what takes you to the surface. Such that they give you the money. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the Bible has said that come, uh, God is able to make all grace come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances, even when the fuel is high. You don't pack your car. Glory to God. And whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable work. When, you know, some of our parents are used to telling, like, they never have money. I've never seen my dad with money. I mean, like, every time that you want something, there's no money. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, but the Bible has said <laughs> we, 
in, in all circumstances. And I have the confidence to face the world. Glory to God. What better life could we ever have? Trust me, however much you believe God and you're praying and fasting, when your pocket is glorious and you are not awakened to what God has made you, eh? you can never enjoy this, this life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, but now we know that God has made us rich. God has made us Oh, time Yeah, praise the Lord. We bless God for this time. And uh questions. Yeah, so become conscious of the blessing of God upon your life. Amen. Yeah, you know sometimes I could tell my friends my stories that they could think I'm lying. Because me, I used to be a king life. Amen. Even when you feel like you're financially down, become conscious of the riches of God. No, quick up and make that calypsis. Make that hair, like nothing is happening. Yeah, yeah you know? <laughs> you become conscious of the blessing. Yeah, yeah just go to God and, and, and you post that glorious star. Amen. Yeah, no, don't, don't act contrary to your confessions. Ah, you're really rich. So some people are ready to become rich. Some of us, we are conscious. God, God, yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord, amen. Yeah, you know. So, so even even as you know, you're trying to dress up in the morning, to dress up a guy that has not had money for a week. No, dress up like somebody who's like you're gonna give, amen. Whatever, whatever. I went to a youth conference, but sometimes some of you must teach you faith, because youth, youth, youth gathering, and then they had budgets, budgets, and I was just so smart and they presented their budget. And I was glorious, my friends. Yeah, so live by faith, amen. Be conscious you are rich. Give us a rich man, glory to God. Read as somebody that has all things. Hallelujah, somebody says, I want to understand uh, what first fruits are. Is it my first salary or crop harvest? And when it comes to think, yeah, first salary, if they are materials like uh, crops, you can sell them, praise the Lord, and you convert it into money. Because if you bring it to church, you can't present a sack of potatoes to buy a machine. It's impossible. Praise the Lord. Yeah, but you are supposed to convert it to. Like for example, for example, if you're tomato, you have a tomato farm, tomato farm. Amen. There are perishable things. You sell them and you take the cash. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah. Unless you just consent with your ministry. Takes so your first salary, crop harvests. You can sell some of those things always. Yeah, but if you can supply food to your church, it's also fine. Then the Bible says, someone says, thank you so, thank you for teaching us about the tithes. In these days, I had totally forgotten about tithes. God bless you, discipleship teachers. Come on, clap. Amen. Yeah, so clap for the discipleship team as well. Yeah, it says, praise God, thank you for teaching. Apparently, I gave another source. That was not my blessing source. It's okay because whenever I see where today, it's only that place wants to give. Because if you feel the liberty and the freedom in there, it's okay. But if you feel uh, the tricks, if you feel like, you know, you're, you're confused somehow, you can inquire of the Spirit of God. It's actually the perfection. Amen. Yeah, let's get to our feet. The glory of God. Amen. Yeah, so live by faith. Amen. 
he addressed like somebody who has made it in life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So tomorrow, when you wake up without breakfast, don't wake up with a very tough face. Hallelujah. Wake up. Put on that car glow. Glory to God, Jemima. Hallelujah. And, and, and he entered the complex like a man that has gone to all the lecturers in the campus. Amen. Yeah. So dress like something that has made in life. Amen. Yeah. I want you to take off a minute and speak a word upon the discipleship class and just appreciate God. Some of you are going to be so rich the glory of God. Just take off a minute and speak to God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for the Spirit. It is not worth the praise, and I thank you for your power and majesty. Father, give me thanks, my God, because we are elevated in the name of Jesus. Every man in this class shall carry a testimony of money. In the name of Jesus, millionaires, billionaires, the glory of God. They will sponsor crusades, sponsor conferences, feed widows and orphans. In the name of Jesus, I give you thanks, my God, because our families shall never lack. In the name of Jesus, our husbands shall be blessed. Your wives shall be blessed. In the name of Jesus, I give you thanks, my God, because you supply all things to the glory of God, King of glory, my God. I I thank you because you preserve the discipleship class, you preserve the intercession ministry, you preserve every minister in this place in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the discipleships and I thank you for the seal. Thank you for the backward fellowships. I thank you, Holy Spirit, because you're able to make all the grace to abound towards us. It is about the praise and honor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you today. See the executive ministering class. Yeah, so thanks for coming. So if you can have the budgets of you know, small house, small car, God upgrade. And you have a like a man that has glory to God. Thank you, man, for working this for the protection. We appreciate Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I feel blessed more so. Actually, the, 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 the Father is all 